Shalom Aleichem, and welcome back to another evening of 30 Letters in 30 Days. We are now on letter number 16, more than halfway through our 30-day hachona preparation to Yud Aleph Nissen, the Rebbe's birthday. And we want to remind women that space is filling up fast for the siyum of this study that we're doing together. And uh, Yud Aleph Nissen Fabrengen, which will take place near the Oihel in Queens on Oyer Yud Aleph Nissen. That's the evening of April 11th. There is limited space. Baruch Hashem, we've secured a private space, one block from the Oyel, for the women to have a gathering. But uh, we need you to RSVP. It is by RSVP only at 30 letters30days.com uh, Speaking of 30letters30days.com I wanted to share some of the feedback that we've been getting tremendous feedback uh, the global initiative of groups of women all over the world studying these letters and having conversations and and uh, study groups about the content of the letters is continuing and growing there's an event Right now, in my backyard, not literally my backyard, but in my neighborhood uh, of five towns, New York, out here in Nassau County, Long Island, there's an event right now. So hello to uh, the five towns people. There's also a meeting tonight, I believe it's tonight, in Houston, Texas, getting together to study the letters and to discuss them. Um if you want to be part of a group, again, contact the website. If you want to lead a group, contact the website. And remember to sign the duch, the report, where we're going to include the names of all of the participants in the shir. Um, you can also share feedback, and I'm going to share with you some of the feedback we've been receiving. Just really nice stuff, and uh, I wanted to share it. Okay, I'm really enjoying, I especially like learning the nuances of what the Rebbe meant when he used certain terminology. I've really enjoyed incorporating more perspectives from the Rebbe into my daily life. Thank you so much for doing this project. Okay, here's another one. Listening to the Rebbe's letters made me feel like the Rebbe was speaking to me through the letters. This was such a chizuk. Very nice. Okay, another one. I'm 48 years old. It's the first time I'm ever learning these letters. Rabbi Shays is doing a great job teaching them with lots of background information and insight. Love the project. Thank you so much. And by the way, thank you for the compliment about the background information. There's a team of researchers behind me. You think I'm doing this by myself. It's a whole team. I, am just, I just uh, you know show up on camera. But uh, there's a lot of people who have been working on this project to make it what it is. Uh, good morning. I'm halfway through the third letter, and please let Rabbi Taub know, I guess this is how they're letting me know, that this project is absolutely amazing. It's one thing to read the Rebbe's letters, but it's another to actually understand them. I know this is a lot of work. I hope he does this again. <laughs> Thank you again. Uh, let's get through the 30 days, and then we'll talk about doing it again. Uh, phenomenal program. Look forward to 10 p.m. each night. Rabbi Taub gleaned lessons and teachings from the Rebbe's letters over 50 years ago, showing how they're relevant and pertinent to each of us today. Why is... One second. I'm getting a thing here that my internet connection is unstable. Maybe because I'm touching the cord? I don't know. 
Everything looks good. Okay. I don't know. I got a little announcement here. Your internet connection is unstable. Okay. I'm going to have to be careful not to touch the cord. This is live, so lots of stuff happens. Okay, uh, let's learn tonight's letter. Anyways, thank you for the feedback. Keep the feedback coming. And um, yeah, what can I say? It's been uh, tremendous. Shem should give strength that we should be able to continue until uh, till Yud Aleph Nissen. Okay, here we go. Letter number 16. This is from the Igris Chelik Yud, like all of our letters are. Um, this is letter Gimel Reish Yudalad, which means 3,214. Baruch Hashem, Chav Beis, Tevis, Tavshin, Tezvav, Brooklyn, Shalom, Uvracha. This letter is from the 22nd day of the month of Tevis, Tavshin, Tezvav. Um, Shalom, Uvracha, which, as we know from our studying the Rebbe's letters, means the Rebbe is speaking to a man. Oh, I just want to read this because this just came on the YouTube. I've got a bunch of live streams. I've got Zoom. I've got YouTube. <laughs> got a lot of stuff going on. I just want to read this uh, comment here. So happy to be here learning in the schus of my dad who needs a refuah shlema and all the klal. Chaim Yosef Zev Ben Fega. Thank you for this, Rabbi. So Chaim Yosef Zev Ben Fega should have a refuah shlema. Okay. Glad I was able to see that and read that. So the Rebbe is writing to a man. All right. In answer of Ayabriv, so it's Yiddish, in answer to your letter, Fundalid Shmois, from the fourth day of the week, Parshas Shmois. And you see there's dot, dot, dot here, so something was removed, and we've mentioned that before. Rabbi Simpson from the Rebbe's Secretariat was entrusted with the task of redacting letters to remove any private information. So that's what the dot, 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 the ellipsis means there. Regarding your son, may he be well. You wanna, you're thinking, or you're considering, putting him in a cheder, in a school, where there's less yiras shamayim, where the level of fear of heaven is lower. Aber, so why would they even consider it? Aber, but, however, the luft is dort abessere. The luft means the air, literally, the air. There's better air over there. Okay? So, this father wrote to the Rebbe and said, my wife and I are considering taking our son out of the cheder, where he's studying right now, and transferring him to another cheder, apparently in a different location. The spiritual standards are lower, but we're interested because the air is better over there. And apparently the sun, as is clear from context, has some type of health issue that the parents are concerned about and feel that moving to an area with, with, better, with better air quality will be helpful for this boy. Okay, so that's the question that the person put to the rabbi. Okay. Um, 
Oh, so this is all part of the premise. I'm sorry. Continuing the, the premise, that sein gesund starker werden, that his health is going to improve or his health is going to become stronger. That's your premise. Okay. And that, after you do, this is still all part of the premise that the parents are saying, und später, that later, after you do that, mit der Zeit, after some time goes by, wird er zurückbringen in dem Cheder, wo er lernt, itzter, you'll bring him back to the school where he's currently studying. Meaning, you don't really want to take him out of his current school. Ideally, you'd like to leave him there. But for health reasons, you might switch him. And then after a while, when he gets stronger, you'll move him back to his present school, which is your, your preference. Okay. So that's the premise that the parents, or the father, the Rebbe is writing to the father here, uh, proposed to the Rebbe. Okay. A, it's a it's a reasonable question, yeah. Okay. Anyone can guess. You want to hazard a guess? What direction the Rebbe is going to go? So I think sometimes it's helpful to think about. Hmm. How do you think the Rebbe is going to answer? So. Uh, for or against? Good idea. Not a good idea. None of the above. Let's see. Gefällt das mir nicht. I don't like it. <laughs> the Rebbe says very clearly. Doesn't keep them guessing. I don't like it. I don't like this idea. Warum? Because here's the reason I don't like it. Als ihr wett, a price in it's there. Das ist sicher. That you're going to rip him out where he is now. You're going to cause him an upheaval. You're going to destabilize him. That's for sure. That's, that's without a doubt, because you're taking him out of his current situation, and it's going to cause a, a disruption to him. So that's, that's 100%. There's no, not a question of if that's going to happen. That's for sure going to happen. Und sie wird er später zurückbringen, und sie wird erkennen, ausfüllen das, was er wird verlieren, ist a Sophic. But whether or not you'll even be able to bring him back to the old Cheder, and even if you do bring him back to the old cater, will he be able to catch up what he missed? That's a doubt. So we have one thing that's certain. It's going to be disruptive to move him. And then we have another thing that's a doubt. Whether you're going to ever be able to bring him back like you want. And even if you do bring him back, will he be able to make up for lost time? And the Rebbe adds, Una grace And it's not just a regular doubt. It's a big doubt. It's a big doubt. So now that Rebbe has reframed the question, the way it was posed is, I want to choose between a place where it's a better spiritual situation, but maybe it doesn't do everything for him regarding physical health, to a place where I'm, I'm admitting it's on a lower spiritual level, but it'll, it'll be good for him as far as his physical health. So the Rebbe changes the, the, the way the whole question is presented and says, okay, let, actually, let's look at it like this. Let's look at it as what's for sure and what's a doubt. What's for sure is the very act of picking him up and moving him is going to be disruptive. No question. That's not a question. What's a doubt? Whether in the end your plan's going to actually work out and you'll be able to put him back where he was. And even if you do put him back, who, who, who says that that's, he'll, he'll ever be able to transition back and they'll be able to uh, 
to come back to where he was and and maybe you won't even be able to successfully do that because it'll be it, by that time it'll be so disruptive and your your whole plan that you're you're relying on is going to be for naught okay so when you phrase it like that it's like okay doesn't sound like such a good idea it really doesn't sound like such a good idea to take the boy out the problem is that there's still an issue here that remains to be resolved. And that is, presumably, I mean, I don't think the parents are making it up that the child has some type of health challenges. That issue hasn't been resolved. Okay, so the way that Eva presents it now, it's, it's very convincing. I don't want to mess with the kid's situation. But in other words, there was a reason in the first place why the parents were even considering taking the kid and putting him into a school with lower spiritual standards. The reason was because they felt that the air would be good for the kid. So that issue still hasn't really been resolved. I'm just cueing you in on at least where my mind goes as I'm, I'm, I'm reading the letter. Okay. Und wissen dich, was es steht in Svarim Bechlal und in Sifrech Siddes Befrat of them posik yiras hashem lechaim. Now, you know what it says in Jewish books, and especially in Chassidus, that yiras hashem lechaim. What does that mean? That fear of heaven is condu conducive to life, meaning not just spiritual life, but physical life. As von Yiddish Shamayim kumtsu in Gesund, that from fear of heaven, it actually improves somebody's health, physical health. Is a befilu dorten is the luft besser. So even if the air is better in that other cheder you want to switch the boy to, is aber die heisafa in Yiddish Shamayim in them, jetztik in cheder, wo er lernt, the additional Yiras Shamayim that that they have in the present Cheder, that ois feeling, oich dem gashmir sticken gesund von Eirazun. That will fulfill or lead to the fulfillment of even the physical bodily health of your son. Watch what happened here. First the Rebbe reframed the, the, the whole proposition and said you think it's a good idea? It doesn't sound like such a good idea. Think about what's certain. Think about what's a doubt. Okay, fine. You convinced me. But it still left the unresolved issue of, well, what about his health? What about the initial reason why we even considered this other hater? So the Rebbe says here, let's talk about the physical health of the boy. What's going to be good for his physical health? I'll tell you what's good for physical health. Yiras Shamayim, fear of heaven, is good for your physical health. So even if you're going to bring them to another cheder where they have fresher air, but they have lower Yerushalayim, <laughs> who says that that's better for his physical health than the benefit that his actual physical body is going to receive from being in an environment on a higher spiritual standard? I think that this idea is central to the Rebbe's worldview, as I understand it. The idea that we do not have to choose between spirituality and materiality. 
We can have our cake and eat it too. I, I really do believe that that's one of the, the, the fundamental ideas in the Rebbe's worldview. And look, ultimately, in the messianic, perfect, ideal world, where this physical world becomes holier than heaven, and therefore all the souls that are in the highest heavens are going to make a U-turn from all their aliyahs, and they're going to come back down to the physical plane because the physical plane is going to be so refined that it's going to be holier and, and more godly than any level of, of spiritual paradise. Okay, so we know in the end that spirituality and materiality do become completely harmonized, right? That is the end game. Well, the way that Ebed describes the world, it's not just something that's going to happen in the end. It's really the truth all along. And in fact, this is the way the world was set up from the beginning. It doesn't say it here explicitly, but I just want to add something that I think is unfortunately not as well known as it should be. Um, why do I say not as well known as it should be? Because there's a lot of things that are not known. But most Lubavitchers, at least, know the 12 Psukim. I would say almost all Lubavitchers know the 12 Psukim. The Rebbe wanted that there should be 12 Psukim and Maimore Rezal, uh, scriptural passages and sayings of the sages that children should be well-versed in. And the Rebbe taught what the content, what the meaning of each of these 12 Torah passages, passages are. Um, I think people know about the 12 psukim, but I don't think it's so well known what the Rebbe said about each of the 12 psukim. I want to just tell you about one of those 12 psukim, which is Pasuk 7. And uh, if you know anything about the history of the 12 psukim, the Rebbe came out with the first six of the 12 on Aleph Duresh Chedish Iyer Tavshin Lamed Vav, spring of uh, 1976. And it was a part of Shnas HaChinuch, the year of education. And the Rebbe said, see, contrary to popular misconception, uh, the Mivtza Chinuch was not a campaign to educate children, but to turn children into educators. <laughs> and one of the tools that Rebbe gave children in order to aid them in being educators is the 12 psukim. The 12 psukim are supposed to be ideas. See, why were these psukim chosen? Are they like, they, like the Yud Gimel Ikrim, these are the most fundamental ideas in Judaism. The Rebbe said why these 12 psukim were, were chosen. They're ideas that children can understand and teach. Understand and teach. The whole emphasis was on and teach. Not just to memorize it and say it Balpeh, which is very holy, and they used to say the Psukim Balpeh at, at, at the rallies, but that the children should understand the meaning of these verses and be able to teach them to each other. So the first six Psukim were rolled out after Rishchedish Tavshin Lamed Vav, after Rishchedish Iyer Tavshin Lamed Vav. The second uh, six of the 12 were rolled out at the Lag Blamer rally Tavshin Lamed Vav, and the First of the second six, meaning the first Pasik that was uh, announced at the Lagbaimer rally at Tashalam Avov, was Bereshis. You know, we all know Bereshis. Bereshis, Baroli, Kimesish, Maivis, Aritz. Okay. What is the meaning of that verse? And why is it an, an important idea that every child should understand and be able to teach? The idea of Bereshis doesn't just mean that Hashem made the world. Bereshis is a statement about the nature of the world. You understand? It's not just 
the origins of reality. It's the nature of reality, even at the present moment, which is you look at the world, and if you don't know Bereshis Bareli Kimes you could be deluded, you could fool yourself into thinking that there are uh, there are no rules and that people can get away with not being nice to each other and that maybe even not only they get away with it, they prosper. And maybe the best way to live is take care of yourself and don't worry about your scruples. You could think that if you gather the, the, the wrong impression of this world. That's why it's super important to know that Hashem made the world. The same Hashem who gave us the Torah made the world. And therefore, by following Hashem's Torah, you will succeed in Hashem's world. That it's not a contradiction. It's not as if there's a world and the world has its rules. There's the, 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 the rules of the world. And you want to succeed in the world, you got to play by the rules of the world. And then there's a Torah and Nebuch, you know, if you, so you care about that stuff, okay, you can also keep Torah, yeah, yeah, if you want, but then you're going to suffer, you're not going to succeed in the world. No, chas v'sholem. Hashem made the world. So when you keep Hashem's rules, you're not sacrificing, sacrificing success in Hashem's world. That is actually the entire secret to success within Hashem's world. And this is the Rebbe's worldview. You see so many letters where the Rebbe will tell somebody, for instance, I, I, I can think of a, a number of letters where, where someone's writing about Shemir Shabbos, somebody who doesn't yet keep Shabbos. And, and, and their argument will be, Parnosa, I got to make a living. And the Rebbe's answer won't be, I'm sorry, you're going to have to starve, but that's the price of being an Eil Chayid. No, the Rebbe's answer is completely the opposite, which is, Shmir Shabbos will open the pipeline for Parnosa. <laughs> How do you think that keeping Hashem's Shabbos is going to hold you back from receiving Hashem's brachas for Parnosa? To the contrary, you'll keep Shabbos. That'll bring down the, the blessings for making a livelihood. Or another letter I, I remember. Actually, uh, uh, there were a couple of them. Young men who wrote to the Rebbe um, about, about a beard. And... They said that uh, it, it would hurt their chances for Shidduchim. And the Rebbe told them, what are you talking about? Shidduch is a bracha from Hashem, right? <laughs> Matches are made in heaven. So for that, you have to be zeicha. Okay, so having a beard isn't going to, you're thinking it all, all completely opposite, upside down. Having a beard isn't going to make it harder to be blessed with finding your bashert. No, to the contrary, that you have a beard, that will help you to be zeichid, that you should merit. Hashem should send you the blessing of the right shidduch. So I'm giving these as examples, but this is the idea here. The parents are writing out of, out of concern for their child, a very valid concern. What about my child's health? And the Rebbe is saying like this, yes, your child's health. Your child's health, 100%. Yiras Shemayim is the path to improving his health. So I'm not asking you to, be, to feel like you're forced to choose one or the other. No, 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 no. You can have your cake and eat it too. In fact, <laughs> you have to have your cake and eat it too. You're, I'm going to force you to have good spirituality and good materiality. I want you to have both types of health. 
Why? Because ultimately, one Hashem who made the world and gave the Torah gives us both. There cannot be a contradiction between the two. There cannot be a contradiction between the two. One helps the other. Okay, let's continue here. Um, yeah. So this is going to help his Gashmistik uh, Gesund. Yeah. Und der Rebbe. Therefore, the Rebbe concludes, you want my advice? He should continue learning in his present school in good health and happiness and, and in Yerushalayim. And I hope, and I hope, as when ihr wet überlehnen for eure Freude, aus dem Teil von mein Brief, I hope that when you read this part of this letter, to your wife, may she be well. That sie euch und auf ganze hundert Prozent maskim sein auf dem. I hope that she will and a hundred percent with a full heart agree with this. I'm not trying to force anybody to do something that doesn't make sense to them. I'm trying to explain to you why this is good for you, for your child, and should make sense to you. And I want that when you explain this part to your wife, it should make sense to her. Wissendik, as gesund parnoso un atzlocha, wend sich nur an Hashem Yisborech neisein ha-toira. That your wife should know, should be, she should be able to accept this advice with a, with a whole heart knowing that health and livelihood and success depend only on Hashem, the giver of the Torah. So the same Hashem who gave us the Torah is the one who gives health and livelihood and success. Okay. Of eine Frage, of was zu geben eine Now, a completely different subject. Regarding your question, what you should give your tzedakah, what you should allocate your, your charitable giving for. Bin ich gewend zufrieden zu lehnen in eure Brief, als ihr helft eure Brüder bei Erzakedisch Tibone Vesikönen. I was happy to read that you help your brother who lives in Eretz Yisrael. Ubechlal is a helft von der Zdoka zu teilen auf die Meisters von Kveid, Kedushus, Meide, Vechomi, Admor, Zecher, Zadet, Vekodesh, Levrocha, Lechayel, Hoelum, Habon, Nishmose, Beginze, Meremim, Zuchuse, Yogin, Aleinu. So you should take half of your charitable givings and allocate them to the institutions of my father-in-law, my Rebbe. Uner kent das ton durch mein Maskirus as dort doldas vertelt werden. You can give it to my secretariat, and they will apportion it, they will send it around to the different institutions of my father-in-law. That's with half of your charitable givings. And the other half, and then the other half of your givings, you can use them at your discretion, however you want. And also according to your wife's discretion. Interesting that the Rebbe told him that it should be a, a partnership with his wife, that they should both approve. Und in dem reingerechnet euch die Hilf für eure Bruder and included in that half, you should include 
the the funds that you're sending to your brother. With blessings for success and good livelihood, material sustenance, and chesidosh nachas from your kids together with your wife. And uh, that's the letter. There you go. Okay, a short letter. Baruch Hashem, we're able to finish on time. Almost feels like uh, <laughs> maybe we should go back and say some of the stuff from last week uh, that I left out. Uh, no. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Mirza Hashem for letter number 17.